Hello everybody. Hope you're well. Welcome back to another episode. How are you all doing? Another Monday. Another Monday. Another, another start of the week. Another day, another sleigh. <laughs> I guess. I feel like that's been the word of the year. Because <laughs> your sister, your Amy's like, sister Sophie just keeps saying the word sleigh. And Luna Lee says it all oh, really? the time. Yeah. And then last night, I think maybe even Julia said sleigh to me. Alice, Alice said sleigh. sleigh. See, everyone is using but everyone uses it ironically uh-huh. to the point where it's unironic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, speaking of sleighs, mm-hmm. today we're going to talk about the downfall of influencers. Yes, I mean, we touched on this last week when we talked about de-influencing yeah. and the whole trend and how long do influencers last for and that kind of jazz. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, definitely go back and listen. The downfall of the influencer. Yes, downfall of the influencer. I think that's quite relevant right now in a lot of social media spaces. People are talking about how influencers are not as relevant anymore. And I think I agree, but a certain type of influencers. I don't think influencers overall. Agreed. I think the certain generation of influencers, oh my god, we need to talk about this. Emma Chamberlain charging $10,000 for an Instagram DM. What? Have you not seen this? No. <laughs> oh my god. For an Instagram DM. For an Instagram DM. How, where is she promoting this? I bet you that's been her team that's like sorted that though. The thing about it is you can pay monthly $902.58 for it in installments. So on her podcast, I think it's under the merch section, Emma Chamberlain is charging ten grand for an Instagram DM. Obviously that's something that her team's set up. hundred percent. But she surely has to have final approval and of it and if it is people are like this is just showing how tone deaf influencers really are which honestly yeah are you seeing this thing underneath it that says there have been false and and inaccurate claims that emma chamberlain was offering dms in exchange for ten thousand dollars in testing they created an outrageous never activated reward level that was not intended to be active or purchased these ideas were never run by Emma since they were not meant to be available for sale or reward. They simply intended for internal testing purposes. I think that's bullshit. What we suspect is that data was activated and crawled by Google's SEO indexing system to discover any So basically there's been a statement coming out being like, Emma had no knowledge of this. Yeah. This was like an error. I mean, they've taken the site down completely. Someone's probably posted that and Emma's not had a proof. Because I don't think that she would... No, like that's just, I, that's the kind of thing that she's like disgusted by and makes fun of. Don't think she needs the money. No, but ten thousand for this. This is what I mean. Like, there's little things that are happening like this. Yeah, that people are like, I'm done with influencers. Like the current it influencers. There's a shift happening. Things are going to change. See, I love Emma Chamberlain. I love Emma Chamberlain too, but she's sort of she's almost done what Troy Sivan did. All right. Back in the day where he started out as a YouTuber and then stopped making videos and went into acting and music, launched albums, and is now a celebrity. Like, he is classed as a celebrity. Shawn Mendes did the same thing. He started out on Vine. Oh, my God. And he was a part of MagCon with Cameron right. Dallas and Nash Greer and all them. I didn't even know that. Yes, he was. That's, that's how he started was, like, boys who would take shirtless... <laughs> Air humping grind on me challenges right 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 all of that and he's a famous musician who doesn't really sell out arena tools but you I'm know so he's a celebrity yeah emma chamberlain is a celebrity she goes to the met gala she's now a a personality but more of a 
a host, a podcaster, mm-hmm. yeah. f- fashion girl. She's mm-hmm. an it girl mm-hmm. in the in the fashion world. She's got a coffee company. She's a CEO. She's not a full time YouTuber. Yeah, that's how she started, but that's not her not main a, job nowadays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's been very few people who have been able to detach themselves from the platform, and I feel like depending yeah. on if you want to be like a celebrity or not, like that's something that you have to do. Yeah, but very few people have been able to make that jump successfully and yeah. she's one of them so she she's not i wouldn't say that she's a youtuber no when was the last time she made like a proper she does every now and again upload yeah. videos but that's not her it's like it's not like it traveling was. yeah it's I, not I like it love was. her like car videos and like in her house like mm-hmm. school vlogs and yeah that's crazy moving to la i remember watching that remember when she was in that group with like james charles and like the dolan twins the dope girls when they went on holidays. Oh, that the, she so is not their vibe though. Nope. And someone posted on Twitter today is like, oh, she was so camp for this, and it was a photo of like Emma Chamberlain in basic a red oh really bodysuit and like scrunchies. And she's selling. It was like a hidden merch, and it was just like plain basic right hydro flask scrunchy girly merch, she which is, is so, so not what yeah. she is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I mean. Like she's completely changed and rebranded herself Mm -hmm. that she's not in the same realm anymore 100 percent. and obviously people are still obsessed with her and follow her every move and support her but when things like this come out when it's like oh she's charging 10 grand for an instagram dm yeah it's it's pushing this whole narrative of influencers need to stop like we Mm. should need to stop supporting these people they don't need any more of our own money I personally think that cancel culture doesn't work because it isn't practiced properly. Mm. That's kind of a hot take. Yeah. Um, when, when we think of cancel culture, for me, the biggest cancel culture moment ever was the James Charles, Tatty, Jeffree Star, Shane Dawson scandal, Dramageddon. Yeah. Where over some vitamins. Oh, yeah. Tatty and James fell out because he agreed to promote hair burst. Do you remember when that was a thing? Yeah. Yeah. And she had a vitamin brand and then she made a video calling him out and being like, You over sexualize straight men and you make other people uncomfortable and then Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star jumped in and were like, We've been warning people about him for years, he's a clout chaser, he's this and that <laughs> and then Tati came out later and made a video going, James was actually in the right, Shane Dawson started getting cancelled for his behaviour towards Tana Mojo and Oh he wanted yeah. he he wanted her to pee yeah, I remember this video. His his racist black face and I came remember. out and then people are like, Jeffree Star alone is one of the most questionable people to ever walk the earth with <laughs> his 101 scandals and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was an OG influencer back in the MySpace days. Mm-hmm. There was a point in time where like James Charles and Jeffree Star, Shane Dawson were at the top of YouTube. Well, do you remember, like, I really remember this so clearly, the summer of 2018. Yeah. They brought out the, the series. Yes. And it was like talking all about jeffree star's life yep and his business and like multiple part series and that had me hooked Mm -hmm. and it was when morphe morphe's now closed all their american stores they have just before christmas they've gone like completely almost bust because of all these lawsuits that are coming out now as well with like jacqueline hill and oh yeah they're not making any money anymore because their whole model was built off influencer affiliates and back in the day Uh, but People in 2018 were going crazy for Morphe James Charles palette and Jeffree Star Cosmetics and mm. all these things. Um, when was the last time 
I even bought something like that 2018. Yeah, that's true. So it's I no mean, surprise that these companies su- are going under. I suppose now it's almost like the companies that wear like the Morphe, the Jeffree mm-hmm. Star Cosmetics. I remember getting like the lip. I've never matte tried. lipsticks, whatever, right? Anyway, I feel like the versions of that now it's like your rare beauty, your mm-hmm. Charlotte Tilbury. Well, I've seen a lot of people in the de-influencing trend on TikTok, mm-hmm. like going through their old Jeffree Star, and they're like, "I have this liquid lipstick in every color, and colors they've never even worn before." But the hype was like that real that they just wanted everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a point in time where all of those YouTubers yeah. and everything were the the top of the top. And then there was this whole cancel culture. They've said and done all these things. Mm-hmm. We can no longer support them. And I remember on TikTok, because this was like the start of lockdown mm-hmm. time. Yeah. In 2020. Yeah. And people were watching his live count YouTube followers go down by the hundreds of thousands yeah. each second. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, we're never going to hear from him again. He's never going to have a platform. And I think a lot of people expected those people to suddenly like lose all their fame and wealth to the point where they'd have to like go back to work in normal mm-hmm. jobs they've never done that yeah and i i think i don't think cancel culture works because it's like so heightened and attention's on the entire situation and scenario for such a small period of time but a lot of people are mm-hmm. looking at that situation like hundreds yeah. of thousands of people that's the scandal of the the day mm-hmm. everyone's focusing on that two weeks later no one cares well, I think I mentioned this like when we had oh in our episodes we were talking about like things we've learned like yeah. from our past. It was literally saying like something that is important now is not going to be important in five days time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like genuinely like it's that is the same in this situation. Like people get over things so fast, they forget so quickly. And I also think something to re- remember or think about is like everyone's echo chambers are very different. Like mm-hmm. the people that you follow and support on socials and see on Twitter and mm-hmm. what you, is different to the next. Like yeah. because everyone that you know and you're surrounded by is going, we hate this person now, we're not yeah. going to watch them. Doesn't mean that everyone, everyone else is, is also yeah, doing that. Doing There's that. still people who love them and follow them. People yeah. Who, now that Jeffree Star has made his TikTok comeback and oh is God, doing yeah. reviews again, people are like, I can always trust Jeffree Star. I'm like, three years ago, you were like, yeah. kill this man. <laughs> I know, it's, it is actually crazy. Some of the things that are said about people, though, when they're cancelled, mm-hmm. is actually disgusting. Like, the way that they get like the death threats and stuff, it's mm-hmm. like, wild. Yeah, I mean, I think that we should definitely hold people accountable for the bad things that they've said and done and if something's not right say something mm-hmm. but i think we also not in this scenario in people in particular i think in general we need to allow people time to change and grow yeah and we'll probably get into this and talk about it later but yeah, I'm i not a specific person i think yeah people say and do horrible things but like what what do you want this person to do mm-hmm. disappear and die like yeah like it's not realistic yeah i feel like cancel culture could have the potential to be a very useful tool Uh but after the point of calling out someone and being like we need to cancel them there's no plan of what needs to happen next for issues to get resolved and Mm -hmm. people to move on you know what i mean yeah it's like the idea of it sounds good in theory but Mm -hmm. the reality of it is it just doesn't work yeah because what do people want like what what, what's the outcome of it yeah are we gonna allow people to own up to their mistakes and change and grow and and you can decide to not 
support that person going forward, mm-hmm. which is fine. But is there a point where we let people make mistakes that from when they were younger, potentially, or like even if it's not, like, do we allow them the chance to change and yeah be better from their mistakes? Because it's also like there's people such as Chris Brown mm-hmm. who people have forgiven. And don't care because his music's great, and they love his music and his songs. But like, I think, I think this one thing I just want to say as well: a lot of people think the only thing that he has done is what happened with Brianna. Yeah, it's not. It's like guys, like see if you look up Chris Brown and see all like the allegations against him. Like, not saying that they're all necessarily accurate, but there have been like various things. I don't remember if it's Karushi Tran or one of his other exes but Mm. someone was granted a lifetime restraining order from him and they are apparently like non-existent in the u.s it's so hard to get a lifetime restraining order against someone you can get temporary ones that last two years or a few months or but to have like a lifetime in your entire life this person cannot be anywhere near you in these feet that's like an intense situation like for that to get approved yeah is insane like yeah bad things were done but this is what i mean like there's a lot of social influences like for example emma chamberlain getting cancelled for an hour for this 10 grand dm (laughs) yeah people are like we can't support this person blah blah but then they go and listen to chris brown yeah yeah yeah. and some of the stuff that justin bieber has said and done has been Mm. controversial with his racial slurs like there's so many celebrities and Mm. people choose pick and choose who they want to forgive and go that was when they were a kid or that was when they were younger they've grown and learnt now mm-hmm. where's that same energy for other people and influencers i feel yeah. like people are like really hard on influencers at the end of the day everyone is human yeah i've just been speaking a lot about american influencers and all that is there anyone in the uk like who has been cancelled. I mean, Alfie Days, for one, with that. Trying <laughs> one pound a day and he gets I a free box of Krispy Kremes. A Tory. Yeah. That's so funny. I feel like they outgrew the platform and socials that they were on, though. Like, it was about time mm. he took a step back. Yeah. I still watch Luella. She's very much still got her engaged YouTube audience, so. I just think that she is someone of nostalgia that mm-hmm. like everyone grew up with her that you're gonna yeah. continue to every now and again go what's Soella doing and check in Baby. on her yeah very sweet so anyways back to cancel culture yeah so that is kind of like cancel culture in the US mm-hmm. and like US creators I think the most like prominent recent cancellation in the UK I would say it would be like Ellie Darby. She is quite a niche creator in the way that like I feel like you've got to like her content. She's very like cozy, homely vibes, very like positive, uplifting, like you feel comforted watching her, similar to like Zoella, if that makes sense. But and I think the reason that what was like so shocking basically about her cancellation was people found tweets of hers from I don't know when exactly it was, I think she was maybe like 16, four, between 14 and like 16, um, of her like saying racist things, like not homophobic, like fatphobic, like vi- just like very like, mm. whoa, like yeah. quite intense things, which were very different to the image that she p- portrayed on social media. When these 
tweets came out she was like 25 and she essentially was a lot older by the point that these tweets came out and so kind of touching on from like what we were saying about like holding people accountable for things that they've said in the past at what point do you go that person is not the same person as they were when they were like 14 or 16 like people should be held accountable for the things that they've done and obviously when you're 14 16 like you know that you should know that these things are wrong but I don't know it's like she lost all her brand sponsorships her management dropped her she literally was offline for like six months which actually isn't that really that long considering the scale of scandal but it's the same time six months if that's your job yeah that's six months of known new work yeah I know that's quite scary she has since obviously been back online and like I would say her following has kind of returned like I would say that she's nowhere near on kind of the scale that she was but like people are still watching her and she probably has some new followers as well um but yeah it's should someone lose everything for something that they said when they were young I mean, I think a lot of people were upset in the fact that she was like fourteen to sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's and not they're like, like at that that age, I, you even know. I knew better than. Yeah, I would have never said that. But I remember seeing, I I don't follow her. Mm-hmm. I was never really that into her. See, I was like, I loved her. Yeah, so I'm not justifying anything <laughs> yeah. that she has said or done. But yeah. I remember seeing tweets, and then one of them was like a her quoting something her mum said and was like right. my mum was saying all these like well, the tweet was racist right. but it was a quote of what her mum said and she right. was laughing at it in agreeing like right. agreeing with what she agreeing with, with the racist thing that her mum said and the, the fat phobic comments and stuff and I yeah. definitely think obviously her surroundings right, and the yeah. environment that she grew up in where yeah. she lives her family obviously those type of comments were normal Right, and okay. said around her for her to go, oh, I can say that, and I can... Yeah. I think someone's environment and what they're exposed to needs to kind of be taken into cons- consideration. Because, because if, yeah. if her mum actually said those things and was publicly making racist and homophobic right. comments, yeah. then obviously her kids are going to be brought up to think that that's mm-hmm. okay and normal too. Whereas my mum mm-hmm. was like, we don't say these words. and Yeah. We, we accept and love all and everyone. Yeah. So I, at the age of 16, obviously I know not to say those things, but maybe she didn't. And I think yeah. there's a, still a lot of mm-hmm. separate whole thing, but like a, a lot of racism in the UK and mm-hmm. a lot of, I mean, gay marriage wasn't even legal in most countries until the last... Was it not like, I want to say 2012, but that could be off. Yeah, this is what I mean, like, the, not even in the last 20 years. Mm. We're not as progressive as we, as we thought we were. Yeah, I actually am interested to know when that was. Just took effect in March 2014, not even, like, nine years ago. Yeah, so I think people think that we are a lot more progressive than we actually are. And yeah. don't realise how... I think it depends where you live as well, though, because, for example, when I first went to uni, one of my actually very close friends, she actually, and she was, like, 19 at the time, like, she was not young. She, I remember we were all got back into this taxi after, like, a night out, and she she walked, she came into the taxi, and there was, like, nine of us in this taxi, and she said something, and we all went, (laughs) you can't say, like, you cannot say that, and she was like, what, like she didn't realize that it was not okay to say 
and I think sometimes it's like depends again it's your environment it's like where you've brought up where I think like there are places that things are more normalized like the words are more normalized and when it comes to like Ellie Darby like I obviously don't know her personally but from things that she's said about her like upbringing it's absolutely no excuse but like she did have quite a tough upbringing I think I don't know I am someone that's very like I try to understand why people act a certain way or say certain things or like I understand that people can get into like bother based on the cards they were dealt if that makes sense I just think that not everyone has the same privilege that you Mm -hmm. do obviously I cannot speak for other people in other ethnicities well, and races we, we can't see we're not part yeah. of the lgbtq like i can't sit here and say what is and isn't offensive yeah. and justify other people's behaviors yeah but i definitely think that how, how are people supposed to know if you don't pull them up on it and educate right. them yeah. if someone today to me said something horrible and i was like you can't say that and here's yeah. why yeah. they could go oh i had absolutely no idea yeah now i know and then stop saying that does that mean that we should hate yeah. that person and counsel them like yeah there needs to be some room for allowing others to be educated and learn from it and and grow because how are we gonna want this new changed society that's Mm -hmm. for the best if we're not gonna let anyone have the room to yeah grow into it and yeah be better but yeah i mean yeah just to kind of like really double down on what amy said like we can't comment on whether someone should be like fully cancelled for something because at, at the end of the day it's not really affecting us directly it's not up to us to say no it's fine for them to be forgiven for that because Mm -hmm. the abuse wasn't directed at us or anything that we deal with so it's it's crazy i just finished watching the hills all right but i I started i watched laguna beach and then i binge watched the hills and now i'm like watching kind of the hills new beginnings which is the third spin-off all right. That they did in 2020. Watching early seasons of Laguna Beach, they're all saying like the R word to call each other idiots and stupid. Right. And like every single person on it was, and this was like 2002. No one said it since. I've not heard it once on the show, but like for that time, well, that like... was normal. So, anyways, moving on, talking about downfall of influencers. My TikTok for you page has just been full of Kardashians. Right, because mine... they've now not been invited to this year's Met Gala. Has this been confirmed? Anna Wintour's team have said the Kardashians will not be invited by her. Right. I don't know if that means that she could get invited as a de- design with a designer or like Dolce and Gabbana, probably. Yeah, we don't know that, but Anna Wintour is not inviting them. I don't know if that means that she said to people, "You can't invite them." Like how far but it like... goes, but they. I feel like they had their peak in their prime. They were trendsetters for years i still think kim kardashian's trendsetter i i think she's going to continue to be but i think maybe like i think maybe someone else is going to take over that do you think that i I... think there's going to be a new rise of influences with this new generation of we don't want overconsumption and mass consumption and we're anti-influencer there's gonna they're gonna have someone else to idolize each generation has their own sort of yeah it girl and you know as people grow up and life changes people's interests change Mm -hmm. i think it's so interesting that the kardashians of all speculation got all of their implants and fillers and everything Mm -hmm. removed and now 
they're competing for who can be the skinniest. When their whole fame was over their curves and their bum and that was their thing and now Mm. they're tiny and forget the big eyebrows, it's plucking and tweezing little skinny things. We're going back to the 90s 90s. supermodel, which is really dangerous. Yeah, well it just shows you that like trends are going to continuously change Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. So just love the body you have and yourself and... I know, it's so true. I think like the new the new trend needs to be to like find your own style pick up trends here and there but like i don't know i think people need to have their own opinion mm-hmm. when it comes to trends mm-hmm. and just keep that in mind like you can still participate in trends while staying mm-hmm. true to you but i feel like when you're younger and trying to find yourself a lot you do throw yourselves into these little micro trends oh and, my god and what's going on but me like aged 15 to 18 Oh my god! Like we talked about this in the last episode. Heavy on the fake tan. Full oh god, I'm glam. still heavy in the fake tan. Let's be Anastasia, real. Anastasia like... Beverly Hills eyebrows, dip brow pomade with glitter. You know what's so funny? Full lashes. <laughs> I feel like I could still use the Anastasia dip brow, and nobody would be like, "Because <gasps> my eyebrows are so dark." Yeah, but I also feel like it's about like the application and the style. Yeah, true. Like, like the blocky. You brows. can use any product. I could grab a pencil and brow gel and mm. make them look as blocky as yeah as the, back in the day oh, it was intense but that's that that, that's always going to happen if you mm. look by it, back on every decade there's a defining style and trend yeah. so it's only natural and normal that it's happening but I do think that with this whole de-influencing and people aren't relating to the Kardashians anymore like five ten years ago you were looking for an aspirational lifestyle mm-hmm. you wanted to look at private jets and the rich and famous and yeah you know want want that lavish lifestyle and the girl boss and all this and that and yeah. now since covid if kylie jenner goes and posts a photo i think she posted an instagram picture and tagged travis scott or something and it was like mine or yours and it was the jets, jets. yeah and it's like if that was posted today i don't know when that was posted but like if someone posted that today they'd year. be like that's disgusting like yeah. that's no like why yeah. like we're not in, but in 2016 it was like everyone would have gone crazy for it yeah you know, like so people's true. interests have changed so they're no longer caring about yeah these same people because i feel like especially as well after lockdown people just want more real stuff i feel like now like the aspirational lifestyle has changed from like the Chanel bags, the private jets, the girl boss. And it's now gone to kind of being like that clean girl. I don't like that term and it's not, I don't think it should be used, but that kind of it girl aesthetic of like green juice, gym, Pilates, yoga, clean bedroom, which isn't attainable for everyone. But I do quite like that it's like small ways to make your life better or to make you a, a more happier a happier person or your well-being better your habits better rather than just like aiming for like wealth well i don't know how con- to explain content it content like that people can view and go i could do that yeah it's not unattainable yes and they're like they're, they're motivational things that I can incorporate in my day-to-day and be a, yeah. the better version of myself. It's definitely that kind of content that is being yeah. pushed and that people want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely think they're going to be losing some of their influence. They'll still always be around and yeah. be 
influential figures but I definitely think there's like a turning point coming Mm. where it can pivot to the next person who's gonna take that torch and like who could that be I know I have no idea who it is you know what's weird though because like Addison Rae had that like massive like that was always gonna be temporary do you think yeah Yeah. she like what even happened with her her and Kourtney Kardashian's friendship because they were like besties and then like it just kind of I think Kourtney got married yeah it was very much of a single young youthful friend for her who maybe yeah made her feel because what age is Addison Rae like 22 yeah younger than me right final thing I want to say is I think that this just sums up everything that we've been talking about and there's a TikTok of a girl being like you know I think we all want to be Alex Earl like she's just so pretty and so stunning and her clothing and her makeup and everything is great and then it cuts to like a stitch on TikTok that someone did and they're like no I I don't want to be like Alex Earl she's she's just blonde (laughs) I don't really like blonde people and I was like, but you know, yeah. wait, I'm going to get it and show you. But what's so interesting is I think this is the thing, like, I'm not going to lie. I've not really watched much Alex Errol. Yeah. She's not someone that I've gotten into. Neither. But then I'm like, is that because I have absolutely no like relation to her in the sense of like, I wouldn't even wear what she wears because what she wears wouldn't suit me. Yeah. Except from the Golden Dean Moravi jumpsuit. I really want that. That she wore New Year. Listen, we all want to be Alex Earl, right? Like, every single one of us. There's, She doesn't have a flaw, and we all want to be her. No, not really. She's kind of just blonde. <laughs> I don't really care about blonde people. Listen, oh my god. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, honestly, I don't really care about blonde people. Like, well, I, yeah, because it's, it's such a... You can't, like, almost take inspiration, I think. I feel like she's the, like, Alexis Wren of my generation. Oh, my God. I forgot about Alexis Wren. The, like, fitness. With Jay Alvarez all over Tumblr and their photos. Like, what what did that actually contribute or influence or better my life? Like, nothing. (laughs) But they were just, like, pretty pictures that everyone just ate up. Yeah, I remember Brandy Melville and all that. You know? I feel like she's just another blonde influencer <laughs> sorry alex um, she's doing great though well she's done doing her. amazing yes yeah, so i fast overnight success yeah and this is what we mean like there she's just popped out of nowhere so start now start now you could be the next alex Earl. Oh, oh. if you love doing it you'll do well just find what you find your niche find what you love doing find and... your platform find your people yeah. find because find once, once you find your community Yep. That is that's all you that need. That's all you need. I think that's a great way to end this episode. Before we fall asleep on you. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for listening, watching, following. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Talent Managers Podcast, and rate us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're watching your podcast, listening to your podcasts. And also just follow me and Amy on Instagram to keep up with our lives because we're gonna be up to some exciting things over the next few months coming into summer and if you are an influencer that is looking for management please get in touch although you have to be on multiple platforms um and also we will go into further next episode we're doing do i need a talent manager the next episode we'll be talking about if you do need a talent manager so that will be an interesting one we'll run you through it all and if you are wanting to get in touch about anything please email the email in our bio yes all right. Goodbye. See you, See you guys. I'm going to get my crispy now. <laughs> oh no. Bye. Bye.